Welcome to the Harvest House Church Sermon of the Week podcast. Our vision is to empower each person to know God, experience freedom, and discover their purpose to make a difference. Enjoy the message from this past Sunday. Well, amen. Good morning. Good morning to everyone. Please make plans to attend. That's this coming up weekend. So much is going on. First Wednesday worship night. This surrender, you can go to missionencounter.org, get directions on how to get there, an all-weekend-long worship time to worship the Lord. It goes so well with what we're talking about today. Well, uh, good morning, and let me begin by saying if you're brand new or maybe you're just here kicking the tires of the church, just checking it out, I want to invite you to something called Growth Track. It meets uh, every Sunday at 1015 and as you come in that front door, you'll see a staircase. You just walked right by it as you came into the building at 1015. So if you're interested in looking, like, how do I get involved? How do I become a member? Maybe I just got some questions. Come on and uh, come to Growth Track. So it, it runs every Sunday at 1015 in between the first and second service. So I want to invite you to that. So today, as you can see, the relevant series, this is, we're calling this one the substance. Everybody remember that word, substance of sound. Two weeks ago, we looked at releasing the sound because the world is full of sounds. We are truly in a surround sound. There's so many sounds coming towards us. And and not every voice that you hear is really good. Matter of fact, the world is full of deception and destruction and polarization, as you know. And so there's a lot of sounds coming from the world that, you know, are quite toxic. But there's also the sounds being released from heaven. And that comes from the sounds of prayer and worship and hearing his voice and being obedient to what the Holy Spirit has for us. So it's essential that we hear the sound. And today we're going to talk about the substance of sound. And as a little bit of a kind of a forewarning, this is kind of geek week. These next couple of weeks are geek weeks. So if you really like science... You're going to really love it. And if you can't stand science, hang in there. We'll get through it. Okay, it's, I really love science, especially how science relates back to the Bible. I really, really love that. So I want to begin by asking you a question. I ask you this question, what is real? When it comes to the natural world and when it comes to the spiritual world, what is real? Here's a definition for you. What is reality? It's the quality or state of being actual or being true. The totality of all things possessing actuality, there's our word, substance, existence, or essence. In this natural world, we are taught to believe that reality is only present and ascertained through our five senses, through what we perceive or what we experience. What I want to propose to you today is there are quite a few more realities than what we can pick up with our five senses. And even science validates it, as you're going to see as we go forward in this time. So there are spiritual realities, and there are spiritual, remember this word, dimensions, which are available to the believer. In other words, when I'm talking about things like praying, when I'm talking about things like praying for the sick, when I'm talking about blessing one another, it has substance. It is real. There is a real God, a real Jesus who really did die for the sins of the world. 
This is not a fairy tale. This is not just kind of cleverly made up stories. The Bible is true. It is real. And the more we grow in scientific knowledge, it just validates what we've known all along. Okay, that was pretty good, everybody. I tell you, man, that was a good start, Lord. All right, so uh, to give us a little backdrop, I want to give you Genesis 2-7. It says, the Lord formed man out of the dust of the ground. So you were made from dust. This was an earthly substance. And because it's an earthly substance, it gives you access to an earthly realm. But you were also made of another substance, the breath of life. And this breath of life gives you access to a spiritual realm, a supernatural realm. You are a spiritual being. You are spiritual being. You have dual duality in this particular realm or dimension. Talk a lot about dimensions as we go. Okay. So from the very beginning, we see all this. But there's a realm. Uh, there is a realm of the spirit that the world is desperately trying to disconnect you. It's saying that if you cannot explain it or if you don't understand it, it's not real. I want to tell you that even science is debunking that through quantum physics and quantum mechanics, okay? Now, why in the world godless religion, I did say godless religion, is buying into the fact that spiritual reality is not reality? It bugs me, can you tell? <laughs> so, get a little bugged up here about that. So, uh, so anyway, today we're going to jump right into this. So the scripture says, by faith, yes, it's all accessed by faith. Everything I'm saying today is accessed by faith. We understand the universe. It was formed at God's command. We looked at that over the last two weeks. So that what is seen, what you see, is, was not made out of what was visible. Well, that's what quantum physics is showing. And it's showing us that in incredible, incredible ways. All right. So science has attempted to try to discover reality and understand the measure of all things or the reality of all things. It's come up with two basic theories in the last half a century or so. Einstein's general uh, relativity, you know, you Y'all remember that from science class? What that theory looked at is looked at things like gravity and the expanse of the universe as they tried to discover where we came from, what is the source of all matter. So you have general relativity. But then the last 50 years, we've had modern quantum physics come onto the scene. And what we've had here is modern quantum physics is not looking at how big the universe is. It's looking at how small the universe is. And for us to understand where we came from, and how this whole thing was created, we got to go smaller, not bigger. So what we have is a, a, a competing, a competing theories, and they're after one another. Now, here's the question. Is there a unifying theory? And today I'm going to, yeah, there is. Quantum physics has come up with a unifying theory, which is fantastic. Okay, so indeed, quantum mechanics, though, let me say something about it. It has completely shattered the way we look at the universe. It is like science fiction, the more we understand, the more we don't understand. Because through quantum physics, what's happening is we're discovering new realities, new dimensions. You remember dimensionality, right? You remember the quantum, uh, the, the general, rather, Einstein's general relativity. He, had, he, he basically came up with three dimensions. He meant length, width, and height. 
That's what, how we, that's kind of how the world exists. And then for all you crazy people, let's throw time in there. Okay, so we could say four. But what we're finding through quantum physics is there's not three dimensions. There's multiple dimensions, at least 10. And I'm going to show you why. What does that say to me? What it says to me is that, yes, there are other dimensions, but they are dimensions of the spirit that are accessed and can be accessed by faith. Yes, so we, we see that. So um, how in the world did quantum physics come up with things like, you know, like matter and molecules and atoms and protons and neutrons and quarks and neutrinos, you know, all that stuff? How did they come up with it? Well, let me introduce you to the largest scientific experiment in the world. This is what is called the CERN Super Collider. What it is is a large hadron uh, collider. The whole tube expanse is 16 and a half miles. They say that at least 10,000 quantum physicists and engineers have worked on this thing, and uh, 85 different countries represented, again, the largest science experiment in the world. And what they're trying to do, they're trying to discover new realities. They're trying to discover the origins of the universe and how things came together and how things stick together. In essence, where we came from. And so what they've done through this, uh, this uh, hydron, hydron collider, uh, let me show you. There's a person right there. Show you how big this thing is. See that guy right there? There he is. Okay. So this thing is massive. And they take particles and they split them and they watch what they're doing. They believe they have replicated the very first second of when the earth came into being. And when they've done that, they've gone and they found that they really believe that at the first beginning of creation, there were 12, really interesting number, 12 elementary particles. In other words, like neutrons and quarks and all that. That's fascinating because if you know anything about 12 in the Bible, it's the number of divine order. God knew this all along. You should have just read Genesis. Ever. You didn't have to build that. You just... Could have saved multi-quazillion dollars or whatever it is, you know. So, so, okay. So now the question is, is back to our, our original, is there a unifying theory? And there is. And guess what they call it? They call it the string theory. Some people call it the super string theory. And what it says is that when we go deeper and deeper and deeper into matter, into atoms and quarks and neutrinos, what is it that forms neutrinos, you know, the atoms, they believe it is these one-dimensional strings that are constantly vibrating, that operate in multiple dimensional realities. In other words, the world is full of sound. That is emanating sound. This is emanating sound. That is emanating sound. You are are an orchestra, and every single cell in your body, they have proven, they've put little needles on them, and they are vibrating and resonating sound. Sound is everywhere. All living cells have sound. Every organism, every bone, uh, together they form this beautiful cosmic Orchestra. So last week, we looked at the science of uh, somatics. And what is somatics? What it has done, it has actually taken sound and put them in mediums of water 
and in sand, and they have found that sound has substance. Let me show you some pictures of what sound looks like. There's the string theory. Let's go to this first. A string theory, subatomic particles are manifestations of, of vibrations or sound. Here's what they look like, the string theory. This is what they believe it looked like. And uh, this one here, let me back up a little bit here on that one. Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry, I forgot this. Let me get this in there. Um, what is this right here? This is the standard model, model of particle f- physics. Anybody ever heard of it? Please raise your hand. Oh, man, you're a geek back there, I'll tell you. Okay, so what this standard model of particle physics says is this is the mathematical equation for everything. In other words, when they took the two theories, the theory of relativity, and they took the the string theory, and they put them together, this mathematical formula described the existence of everything that's out there. There's only one big problem. Only one. In order for it to work, it can't just have three dimensions, with the dimension of time being the fourth in Einstein's theory. It had to have dimensions, which means there are dimensions that we cannot ascertain by our five senses, but that are there. They are real. Okay? The equation for everything. Don't you like that? I mean, gosh, wouldn't you like to be able to do that? Man, you'd probably pass algebra. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you could... Man, y'all don't want me in any of that stuff right there. I'll tell you what. Math? Mm-mm. Okay, so, all right, now... Let's go to this next slide here. Here's, the, here's what we were looking at before I thought was earlier. Okay, so what is this? This is called somatics. And it is the study of the sights of sound. We used to think sound was just a wave, and it is a wave. But now what we found is sound has these geometrical ge- geometry bubbles that fill the atmosphere. When we were worshiping today, these bubbles were invading your body. And as one bubble came, another one at 700 miles an hour came and chased that one away. It, you were absorbing them into your body. These bubbles were everywhere. Sound, geometrical shapes everywhere. Here's the point. Sound has substance. Sound has reality. Sound is actual. There's something being released into the atmosphere. Don't you love this right here? You are a person with a personality. The word persona, it means from sound or through sound. You are again an orchestra. Man, if we could listen to you, no telling what you guys are playing out there. It's nothing short of beautiful. Okay, so now what I want to do is I want to look, I want to go to the scripture and look biblically how sound made an impact. We know that God's calling us to hear the sounds of heaven and be able to release them into our city, into our family, into our business, into our world, into our school, into our lives. Release the sounds of heaven. So let's talk about the substance of sound. And the first thing we're going to look at is the substance of praise. When we were praising God today, we weren't just singing songs and reading off the off the screen. We were singing 
to a real God, a real Savior who has really saved us. We were having a spiritual encounter between this dimension and another dimension. It was real. And when, it, when we did that, something was being released from heaven. If, it's, if our worship's with faith. Because I, what, I, what I say to you today is that worship can change atmospheres. Worship can change cities. Worship can change spiritual dimensions. We see it in the Bible. That's why it's so beautiful this weekend. You know, the missionencounter.org. Go there. Go there and, 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 and just come and worship. They'll be worshiping all weekend long. That's why Wednesday night, first Wednesday, we're just not coming together and singing Kumbaya and roasting some weenies. You know what I'm saying? We're, we are worshiping a real and living God. And I'm about to jump off this. So, and it has power. Now, let me, I want to give you an illustration here. In Psalm 148, 2 through 3, praise him, O sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, O highest heavens. This is Psalm 148, and it actually says the sun and moon and the, and the stars. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go try to find some sounds. Are there any sounds in space? And what we find is that the sun and the stars and the planets are emanating sound. We're actually able to hear the sounds, okay? We're able to code them with different, tele you know, the Hubble telescope and everything else that's going on. And all of the stars, they're emanating this pulse. And we're going to listen to one in just a minute, okay? And we're going to see a cymatic. In other words, they, they took the sound and then they put what shape is the sound making as it comes back to earth. You know, Job says this. In the book of Job, it says, when the foundations of creation were laid, while the morning stars sang and as the angels shouted. In other words, as God made the creation, the, 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 the very planets were singing and the angels were shouting. Now, you could read that in an allegorical way. I like to take the Bible for what it says and go, hey, if they're singing, they're singing. And sure enough, they're making sounds. Let's listen to one. And let's listen and watch the somatic coming from the LLK uh, star from the Smithsonian. This is the Smithsonian has this recording. Here we go. Look at that formation. What are the ramifications of this? The ramification of this is as follows. These sounds are reaching us. We're able to decode them and decipher them, and make them audible. But these sounds are reaching us. And do you know what it means? It also means that our sounds are reaching them. If you were to speak, uh, you would, as you would speak, your, your voice would be audible for about a little under a mile. But there's an infrared part of your voice that would travel at 186,000 times a second. I mean, a mile. It's just moving, moving. It's the speed of light. It's the infrared part. And as you worship 
God. It's not only being released here, it's being released up there. And it, they say it travels for eternity. It just goes and goes and goes. Some of you feel like, well, I sing and I don't even know if God's hearing me. Well, the stars are hearing you, everybody. And so I want to just, uh, again, show you another video here of worship music in a cathedral. And uh, I want you to watch the somatics. And what I want you to see is realize your voice, your sound has substance and it's being released. Okay, let's check this one out. sound. Our worship has substance. So this Wednesday night, come on, let's go release some substance into the earth. Amen. Let's release something from heaven down to the earth this weekend as well. Okay, so no wonder the scripture says out of the, out of the tongue, what you say has the power of life and death. It has such substance, okay? And uh, I want to give you an example of such a beautiful scripture in 2 Chronicles 20, 21 through 22, where worship had a dramatic effect. The praise, the substance of our sound. We read here that the people of God were, were under severe attack. They were just being pressed in in so many different ways. So Jehoshaphat says here, it says, do not go out and fight. But he's, what he did is he appointed singers to go to this battle. And as they went out before the army, they were singing. They were releasing the sound of praise. The moment they began their shouts and praises, the Lord sent ambushes. Could it be that when we praise God together on a Wednesday night, Sunday morning, or together or in your on time, it's releasing ambushes, spiritual ambushes that will crush the deeds of darkness and stop all of this crazy destruction and deception. I say to you, yes, I want you to know there's substance to your sound. It's real. It's real. Let me give you another great Bible example. This is the walls of Jericho. This comes from Joshua 6.20. 
They were told. They come to this wall, and they got to conquer it, this, this big fortress. And they said, don't make a sound. Walk around that thing for seven days. On the seventh day, when you hear the trumpet, you let out a shout. And when they heard the blast of the horn, the people gave a great shout and the walls collapsed. Substance was released from heaven. It entered into a new dimensionality through faith, through faith. And when it did, that sound crushed the walls. Now, what I'm saying to you, is it true, is it possible that today through our praise, our worship, our blessing one another, our praying praying that we could change cities. I say yes, because it's real. It is reality. It has substance. And I'm pretty happy about this right now. So believe in the substance of what God is calling you to do. Okay. It's amazing because a unified sound uh, actually shattered these walls. And I believe the walls of destruction, the walls of deception, the walls of people not being able to see Jesus can be destroyed by the sounds of heaven coming through you and I as conduits of his voice. He wants to release his sound on the earth. So let's talk about how he's going to do that. That'll bring us to the next one here. So the first one is the substance of praise. The last one we'll look at is the substance of his voice. I'm going to show you a scripture that just really concerns me. And you'll, you know why after you heard me talk like, pray like this. So it's the scripture out of 1 Samuel. Now the boy Samuel was ministering the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were infrequent. This must not happen in 2019 while you and I are on this earth breathing air. Right. That the voice of the Lord, the word of the Lord is rare. What if Boone became a place where the voice of the Lord was common? What if the word of the Lord was coming from our blessing one another, praying with one another, uh, giving words to one another, encouraging one another? What if you wanted to get the word of the Lord, you came to Boone, North Carolina and just walked down the street, you know? What if the word of the Lord was so active in the business, in the families? It was commonplace. Look at that. The, there, was, there were visions were infrequent. And that brings us to the conduit of how we hear the voice of God. I did a whole teaching on this last week. I encourage you to go to it. But how does God speak to us? He does it through two primary ways. The number one way is through his word. If you want to hear the voice of God, if you want to learn the voice of God, you must seek him. The more you seek him, the more you read the Bible daily. Try to read it daily. Try to read it daily or listen to it daily. Because as you do, you'll begin to recognize his voice. Okay, and that, this is why it's so, so, so important. Um, and then the second way that he speaks is through his Holy Spirit. Never in the history of ever has there ever been more of a time when people need to embrace the being filled, baptized, empowered with the Holy Spirit of God than we are in 2019. 
and your world is trying to do everything to say that it's not real unless you can hear it, explain it, see it, touch it, taste it. Even science is debunking that for goodness sakes. Why would godless religion embrace that mentality? There is a living God, and he does great wondrous deeds, and he heals the sick, and he breaks off every oppression, and he, he frees you from every addiction, and he wants to touch your body. He wants to touch your mind. He wants to heal everything, and I'm preaching about 100% better than y'all are responding right now. Okay, can we give it up to the Lord? I am telling you, it's real. told this story for service. We went to this place called Kujir, Romania. It was the darkest place, man, I think I've ever been in my life. We went in there. I had my kids like holding on, like, don't move, don't leave me, don't leave me. People were cussing at us, throwing tomatoes at us, throwing all kinds of stuff at us, bottles at us. We're just going up and down the street. It was a small city. It's only about three or 4,000 people there. And we're just going up and down the street. Everybody was cursing us, yelling us. We did meetings there. About 2,000 people got born again in that city. It was transformed. And you know what the people were beginning to do? They were beginning to say, praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. Rather than cursing out of their mouths was coming heaven. Was coming the sounds of heaven. The city was transformed. And I'm telling you, we can do it here. Let me show you a scripture that there's a real contradiction to this, like the opposite spirit of this, of what was going. There were no, there were no visions in those days. In the last days, Acts 2, 17, God says, I'm going to pour out my spirit. Looked up the word pour. means pour. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's not a glass of water. It's kind of like a, a waterfall. Okay. In the last days, I am going to pour out my spirit on all people. You got to get hungry for it. And you can't allow godless religion to go, well, you know, we never did anything like that. Well, it's about time we started doing some things we've never done like because we need to win the world for Jesus Christ. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all people. What is going to be the result of that? Your sons and your daughters, they will prophesy. What does prophesy mean? That means God giving his heart to you or an individual in a certain situation. We call it getting a word. Now, what must a prophecy do? Well, there's three things it has to do. The purpose of prophecy, according to 1 Corinthians 14, 3, it has to edify, it has to exhort, and it has to comfort. So what I'm saying is in church, we can begin giving prophetic words like an encouragement, a scripture, being kind to someone. Walmart, being kind to someone. Uh, blessing your waiter or waitress, and please Please tip them, y'all. I mean, this is like, oh, my goodness. They hate Sunday because it's so stingy. That's crazy. They should love Sundays. Like, oh, my gosh, I hope I get a Christian at my table because all they do is pour out heaven on you, you know? So, <laughs> prophecy is God speaking his heart to someone. In James 1.5, it says this. If any of you, listen to this. If any of you lacks wisdom, Maybe in business, maybe in family, maybe you're trying to pass some chemistry. God help us all, you know. Um, maybe you need some wisdom. What does it say? You should ask God who gives generously 
to all without finding any fault. In other words, he doesn't take a list and go, well, you did this, this, this right, and you did, you did 20 things wrong, so no wisdom for you. No, it doesn't work that way. But it says when he asks, he must not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave tossed to and fro. That man shouldn't receive, think they're going to receive anything from God. They're double-minded, unstable. But God wants to pour out so much wisdom. So the Holy Spirit, as he comes, as he speaks, he'll give you physical impressions. Let me just give you a couple of stories. This is a great story. So I was at uh, App State, and I'm in the, you know, the cafeteria areas, and, uh, and I see this big old football dude, man. He's big, man. I mean, he, this dude could eat me, which, you know, it's not a lot, but he could still eat me, you know, with one bite. He's just huge, and the Lord said, just go tell him Jesus loves him. My Lord, come on, man, oh, golly, golly, Lord. He goes, no, 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 it's going to be fun, Daryl. This is how God speaks to me. It's going to be fun. Let's do this. I'm like, I don't want to do it. And he says, come on. I'm like, all right, all right. So I go over there, and I just walked up to him. I had about that much faith, and I just went, oh, I just want to let you know Jesus loves you, man, okay? And I was, you know, it's about that bad, you know. Jesus, Jesus loves you. And he goes, wait, wait. And I go, oh, no. He says, sit down. So I sat down. He goes, you're the third person today that's told me that. What is happening to me? <laughs> and then, you know, of course, then you get all the faith, you know. Oh, it's like, mm, you know, oh, man, God's got a plan for your life, man. You know, I'm going, going crazy. You know? <laughs> he goes, well, what should I do? I said, man, I, would, I know what I would do. He goes, what would you do? I said, I can just ask God in my life. How do you do that? Well, just repeat after me. You want to just pray a prayer after me? He goes, I just know this God thing's all over me. I got to do something. He gave his heart to Christ. Is that not the craziest thing? He gave his heart to Christ. Love it. Love it. You know, I remember being in this class. Super quick story. I was in this class, and... um, It it was great. It was a group counseling class, and and it was so cool. I took the class because... I just figured we could do prophetic words in the middle of it because you were supposed to get in the middle and then you were supposed to use your intuition. I just call it Holy Ghost. Anyway, so to say what you feel is going on with a person. So I just said, Lord, give me a word. Give me a word. What's going on with this person? This is the funniest story. So it was the head cheerleader of ASU. I was a student at the time. And this cheerleader, she was just, she was Miss Cheerleader. You know, she had it, man. She had it. You know, she about that, like that tall. And, you know, so anyway. And she was happy and everybody goes, well, you're just, you're just so great. You're just so wonderful. You know, everybody was going on and on. Like, Lord, what's going on? And the Lord just showed me a vision. It was a vision of a ring being pulled off her finger. I go, that's all. Because that's all you need. And so I said, well, I think you're great and all that. But you know what? I... Just ask God to show me something about you. And he showed me a vision of a ring being pulled off your finger. And as soon as you say that, the next part of the word came. And the Lord said, she just, her engagement was just broken off. And I said, I believe you just had an engagement broken off. She went from like this to just like. I said, is it okay if we pray for y'all? Pray for you? So I said, y'all gather around. Come on, everybody gather around. And we begin to pray. Right there in class. 
professor pulled me aside. He goes, you have some kind of ESP. What, what's going on with your telepath? Dude, that's the Holy Spirit of God. What's wrong with you? Anyway, so the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. We must release the sound. To might release the sound. I think I'm going to end right here so we can worship the Lord together. Would the worship team please come on? And as they're coming, inside you, you are created to be a conduit of his presence, a conduit of his glory. So why don't you stand? Let's stand right now. Yes, Father. So, Lord, we love you and we praise you with all of our hearts today. We worship you. We just worship you, Lord. Inside you, God is moving. God is requesting. God is asking. Will you be the voice? Will you be the conduit for my glory? I just keep hearing him say that. Father, we want to worship you with all of our hearts. I just want to encourage you right now. If, if you just want to open your hands or, or your heart to the Lord, just feel free to worship. Lord. Father, as we worship you today, we're asking that you will release something from heaven. That as we sing today, God, you will change the spiritual atmosphere of people's lives. There are people here who I know are dealing with sickness, who are dealing with addiction, who are dealing with depression, who are dealing with loneliness, who are just needing to be filled in the spirit of the living God. That we might be an instrument used for you in this world. And there are people who need to come to Jesus. We can do it by just releasing the sounds and put faith on it. Yeah. Amen. Let's just dedicate our life to him right now. Let's worship him, everybody. Let's release the sound. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To find out more about our ministry, visit hhcboone.org or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Harvest House Church Boone.